Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm the co-host Keith Fonpei with Divine Givens. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. D, look, how you been, brother? First of all, I want to say hi, T. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, man. We're pretty good. Solid win last night over the Cavs on the road, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Like, you know, a solid win over the Cavs. You remember yesterday we were talking about Joel Embiid, right? Well, Joel Embiid had to have 35 points and 17 rebounds. The Sixers starters had to score close to 100 points for them to win 118 or over 100 points for them to win 118. Yeah, yeah, 118 to 114, right? That's crazy. And including Matisse Thibel, 105. 105. So, my thing is, when we talk about, well, I want to talk about that, right? I also want to, I mean, I want to talk about the game. I want to talk about this bench, talk about what Doc Rivers had to say. And then, you know, after that, we just talk about, like, this this upcoming stretch of, of games they had. Sure. All right? So, what was your impression of the game? What stood out? Well, I, I, what stood out, of course, was where Embiid was questionable when we last left Keith Lent yesterday uh, during the Locked On podcast, 70, Locked On 76ers podcast, we were talking about would Joel Embiid and James Harden play. Well, they both played, and Embiid was questionable. You had uh, reported that he was questionable before the game because of a uh, little back soreness, and all he did was come out there, as you mentioned, and hang 35 points on the Cleveland defense with no Jared Allen, 17 rebounds, 5 assists. He was efficient, 13 of 19, 1 of 3 from deep, 8 of 10 from the foul line. He was this phenomenal self, and right away you saw that he was geared up, his birthday, and he was ready to go. So for me, what I saw was he set the tone. Uh, Tobias Harris got going a little bit, Tyrese Maxey as well. James Harden decided to get going a little bit later, and as far as his offensive production went overall, 5 of 12 from the field, 10 of 12 from the foul line. And that's why I I thought, that's what really stood out to me is that this game was won by the starters. Of course, you had four players, three players, pardon me, Danny Green, George Niang, and DeAndre Jordan play key minutes off the bench for Doc Rivers. But it was really the starters, Keith, even with Matisse Thibel, who only scored five points but contributed defensively as well. It was really, for me, the storyline tonight, the starters scoring 100 points between the four and 105 with Matisse Thibel. Yeah, and, and to me, that's a problem. I mean, I, I think, you know, because when you look at it, you know, George Niang is probably their, their best bench player, right? Uh, he yeah. had a bad game for the second night in a row, second game in a row. He was one for five, one for four on threes. I mean, I, I just look at him and I think he's tired. You know, the, I mean, we talked about it before. You know, DeAndre Jordan, I mean, a guy, he was one for two. You know, Harden had four turnovers, but I felt like the one turnover he had on DeAndre Jordan was, like, basically on Jordan. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, I think he could have got that ball. But, you know, the fact that, I mean, thank God for the Sixers. If I'm the Sixers, I'm thanking God that Tobias is finding the groove because, you know, if it was just the big three, the other three guys, they wouldn't have been able to pull out this victory, if you ask me. They wouldn't have been able to do it. And, uh, and then you look at Matisse. Matisse, you know, did what he normally does in regards to defense, but he shot two for seven. 
So, the, you know, and, and I get it. Like, you know, this is a good, and, and people are going to say, yo, you're hating, you're talking about this, you're talking about that. Well, I mean, we're talking about a team that, well, you know, was without two starters that they beat. You know what I mean? Two starters without Jared Allen. But yet, and still, you have to, Joel Embiid needs 35 and 17 for them to get that win. It's, it's kind of, like, alarming to me a little bit. Yeah, you just don't want them to have to, this be the formula of picking up the wins along the way, where you have to have, sure, Joel Embiid has been doing this all season long. Look, Keith is leading the NBA in scoring, so it's not, it's not foreign that he is putting up these types of numbers. But to your point, you know, the others stepping up and helping out in that way, you also want to see, though, the bench unit uh, help out and contribute offensively just as much as they will defensively to take some of that pressure off of the starters since they are playing a high number of minutes. James Harden had a team-high 42 minutes tonight, Maxie 38, Harris 39, and B 35, and they needed them all. And it kind of goes back to the second quarter, Keith, where they were up by 17 points in the second quarter. And they still had a big lead going into the third, defensively giving up 31 points and only scoring 13. The offense just disappeared in the third quarter. You know, maybe it was because so much was put on the starters in the first half where they just didn't have it defensively. They weren't good enough. Offensively, they couldn't find their shots. And eventually pulling out the win in the fourth quarter with a, a uh, nine-point victory in the fourth, 33-24. But you're right. This can't be the formula if they want to go deep into the postseason to win their games. Now, as you said, not discounting, discounting the win. It's never easy to win on the road. This is their 23rd win on the road, 23-11, and 11, the best record in the Eastern Conference. So it's never easy. However, to your point, it should not be this hard to get bench production points from the players you have. I agree with you, too. George Niang, I, I believe he might be a little tired after logging so many minutes. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, very tired. Um, but at, at the same time, you know, it's some other people that uh you know they all need to step up. I mean, look at look look at uh you know Shake. I mean, Shake Milton when it was out there for what 3 minutes. 3 uh, minutes. Only thing he did was uh make a foul and yeah. and and he was a minus 6 in 3 minutes. I mean, you can't you can't win like that. You just can't win like that. Yep, absolutely you can and Isaiah Joe the same thing 4 minutes. He picked up two quick personal fouls, Keith. And Doc Rivers said, all right, that's enough. Let's, let's get this guy out of here. So, hey, but they got the win, 118-114. And Keith, as they have their late nights. We have our late nights, you getting your stories in, me doing the radio show well into the evening. You know, one of the things that I've been trying to focus on, Keith, is to try to better my health and eating better and just bettering my health overall. And one of the ways that I've been trying to do it is I started taking athletic greens because – uh, again, working late, getting out of the studio really, really late, leaving the arena from time to time after 1 a.m. early morning. I wanted to make sure that I was taking better care of myself. So what is this? Uh, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and uh, adaptive genes to uh, help to start your day right. And uh, with all of the things that we do, you know, I try to get away from so many pills and supplements and vitamins to help out overall with my immune system. I found that this was more of a lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, friendly, whether I eat the keto, 
vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, uh, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or anything like that. I felt like Athletic Greens was more uh, conducive to my schedule and what I needed overall. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, recommendations from professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. I got to tell you, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NBA Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah, Athletic Green is is great. But you know what? I want to thank people for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Whatever. Now, now D, I got to ask you another question. And, uh, you know, this question is in regards to a question I asked Doc Rivers about uh, the bench. about Basically, I asked him about what does Shake Milton have to do to get more minutes. And originally, initially, you know, Doc got, got offended from the start, right? Yes, and he, he got offended and, oh, I don't want to talk about Shake, this and that, everybody. Well, what do, what do the, all of them have to do to get on the court? And he's like, they have to play better. Right? Basically, that's what he said. To me, I, and then he says, like, you know, me and uh, you're talking about uh, Kerr, Steve Kerr had the same conversation. Well, it's different. Because Steve Kerr and um, they got a lot of guys on their team who specialize in stuff. We're talking about the bench. But they have a core group of guys and, and Steph, I mean, Seth and, and all these other guys who are, you know, phenomenal. But the rest of them specialize. And the difference is that team is way better than the 76ers, right? Uh, the Sixers are extremely, extremely top-heavy, as we talked about before. But to me, I looked at it as, like, the frustration is starting to mount because it was a legitimate question that people wanted to know. Um, and for someone to answer it that way, the frustration is mounting. And they don't have a clue of, of, of what, what their bench can do. Or who's going to step up for the bench? Because Furkan hasn't stepped up. Uh, George Niang is starting to struggle. Isaiah Joe came in, picked up two fouls. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is struggling. Danny Green isn't. Doesn't look like he's, he's finding the groove yet. And they just don't have any faith in the young guy. So, to me, what what what's your reaction to to Doc's comment? Yeah, I think the key there, as you just laid it out, is that he doesn't have faith in the young players to come in and fill some of those roles. I would like to have Otto Porter coming off this Sixers uh, bench. Jonathan Kaminga as a young player with with some athleticism, that's something that the 76ers are lacking on the wing. Same with Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Lee. And while I may not give them 17 minutes or 14 minutes a night, I feel like they can come in and contribute in certain ways. So... I do feel like you pointed out that the Sixers 
uh, bench is not on the same level as what the Golden State Warriors bench is. Every, I'm sure, many coaches would like to improve their bench overall. Some are better than others. The Sixers bench is, at this point, uh, not showing much to help them out and make people feel comfortable and maybe even seem to make Doc Rivers a little more uncomfortable as they approach these final 14 games of the regular season as they gear up to try to figure out what the rotation is of the playoffs. So, yeah, I feel that he was a little bit uh, taken aback by your question and specifically when you mentioned Shake Milton and then when you changed it up and said anybody. And he pointed out how they all have to play better, both offensively and defensively. We, we all know that. We all agree that they all have to play better. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. So, I don't know where he goes because, look, DeAndre Jordan comes in and he gives you the minutes that he gives you last night and has, you know, a little bit of success in the 21, 19 minutes, probably 13 minutes, I'm sorry, uh, four points, two free throws, and one for two from the field. One make is from an alley-oop. The other miss was from an alley-oop. Five rebounds and one block shot. I know he was a plus two, but when you watch the game, it, it seemed like there was a little bit left out there that you could have potentially gotten from, from your, your backup big. He's not Andre Drummond. I know that. So he's not going to give you a double-double off the bench. And we don't know what Millsap, Reed, or even Charles Bassey can contribute either. But Doc Rivers, is he's not giving them any minutes. He's not mixing it up a little bit to find out if those players can come in and maybe uh, be a spark plug for the team when the second unit comes in. Maybe Paul Reed fits better with James Harden with the, with his athleticism, his young legs, being able to fresh legs, run up and down the floor and sprint rim to rim maybe a little bit quicker. Defensively, DeAndre Jordan, yeah, he's better because his instincts will tell him where to be, where he's supposed to be. But right now, to, to what you're saying and what many people are asking, Keith, the question that you ask is what is it going to take to try to get some of these other young players in there for a few minutes just to see if they can help out in certain areas of the game where it's not as tough to win these games like the Sixers have been. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough for the Sixers. I mean, you know, they have their work cut out for them because, you know, I understand, like, the playoffs are, um, you know, you play your starters most of the game, but you need somebody who you can rely on. And it just seems like typically since they made that trade, now granted, they did get James Harden, who's a, a, a bona fide, you know, all-NBA type player, or all-NBA player, but they lost a lot with with that bench, and, and they're struggling mindedly. Struggling well, I see, the only thing for me, Keith, is where I will, will disagree is the only thing for me that they lost from the bench was DeAndre Jordan. And I know that's a big piece, but... It's also the wing. It, Andre Drummond wasn't giving you a lot of points uh, coming off the bench. He gave you some, and you're he did about, his job well. You're talking about, he, oh, okay, okay, you said DeAndre. Okay, I got you. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I meant Andre Drummond when I said the first time. That's why I cleaned it up uh, the second time. But uh, when Drummond left, he was the one that was coming off the bench. He was the one that was giving you that production. Seth Curry and James Harden, not saying it's a wash. I'm just saying that Harden has taken over his position. It's still the wing stuff that we're focused on, too, coming off the bench where you're not getting anything from Korkmaz now. He hasn't played the last three games. Cork, Shake Milton, his production is sporadic. Isaiah Joe, we don't know. That's why you're sprinkling him in to find out. And then you don't have anybody else but, to come off the bench from that wing. But, but here, this is what... George Niang and Danny Green. But see, this is, where, this is where it gets tricky. 
So before they got rid, and this is why they say they, they lost the bench, because before they made that trade, it was kind of like there were certain games where Tease came off the bench, other games where Danny Green came off the bench, right? right. So basically, when you look at it, you know Danny Green, you know he he was more or less, you know, pretty good in the starting. I mean, he did okay, like he was. He, right. he was After all right. I, he lost his job. I mean, yeah, he, he was did. all right. But 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 here's the deal. The, the point is, when you got rid of, you made that trade. Now you have to start Tease because you don't have any. I mean, you have to start Tease. So you bring in a bang up Danny Green off the bench, right? And it basically it just takes away a lot of your options. They don't have well, that don't option have now. Option, inserting Danny Green back into the starting lineup. You, you, you can, can you, you can, you can do that. But the problem is, is back, I mean, it, you, you can do that. You can do that. But right about now, I feel like, you know, you, you just don't have anything. You don't have any shooters. The shooters that you do have, you have three shooters, or you have four shooters, and three of them are slumping right now. And, yeah. and unfortunately, they're all coming off the bench. And when you look at their starting lineup, who's a knockdown shooter they got in the starting lineup? None. The mm-hmm. only one that you can count on to, to be a knockdown type of shooter is James Harden, but not his, his jump shots don't come in that way. Exactly. So to me, it's like, so then you bring it in this bench, like I know it's only one person, but that one person meant a lot, did a lot, and they were able to tweak certain things, right? I just feel like right now it's just that they they just don't have. Now, again, there are certain guys in the center spot that Doc could probably give him a, a try. He hasn't done that. So, you know, that's something that he has to decide that he wants to do. But it just looks like after the trade, when you look at it, the Sixers starters have been carrying the team after the trade. Absolutely. After the trade. So it just looks bad. I mean, it just looks bad right now to me. You know, it it does. But, look, I want to talk about um, bet online, right? So, you know, it's that time of year again as college basketball tournament is in fully upon us. For all the latest eyes, contacts, and players props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all sporting wager information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the games start. Well, right now, how do you feel about this upcoming stretch that they have? They have Dallas uh, uh, tomorrow. They have, uh, then they got that, they off on uh, on Saturday. Then they got a Sunday-Monday back-to-back against Toronto and Miami. Yeah. I, uh, it's a key stretch here because in the following those three games, they hit the road for three, two in L.A., one in Phoenix. So this is important, Keith, because everything that we just debated about with the bench and the starting unit and, they can make some changes. Danny Green, if you want to throw him back in the starting line, Matisse Bible coming off the bench, all of that. This is key because these are teams with Dallas in the West Coast, not as much, you know, in terms of the Sixers and their standing in the Eastern Conference, but specifically 
the Toronto Raptors and the Miami Heat where you're vying for position with the Miami Heat three games back of them as we sit here this morning and the Toronto Raptors after uh, you know with them playing as well um, you know they're right there tied with the Cleveland Cavaliers now with the 39 and 30 record after their win over the Clippers on the road last night so you have two tough teams all trying to worry about their positioning in the Eastern Conference and, and you as well as, as Dallas same thing they're fifth in the West you have to win these games again we talk about getting in a groove finding your way trusting your teammates playing much better Doc Rivers spoke about the players having to simply play better to get the minutes out there on the floor you need these games to be a barometer if you will of again trying to tweak the things that need to be tweaked fix them and figure out what the rotation looks like playing better the synergy from the starters when the reserves come in with the two starters that remain on the floor, all of that. And Doc Rivers himself just simply having a better feel of his players with this new-look basketball team since the trade. So huge games over this three-game stretch before they go on a road for three. Huge, huge, huge games against Dallas, Toronto, and Miami. Three games in four days. The lucky part is, Keith, they don't have to get on the plane until after Monday. Yeah, that's the good part for them. They don't have to get on the plane. And and, and, and then the good part is, I mean, I, I think the Lakers game will be a little bit of a breather, but you never know, right? Yeah, but you can't take your foot off the gas. You can't take your foot off the gas. But, you know, the good part is for the Sixers is that uh, it's a tough stretch, but this is a way that they're going to, like, basically learn a lot about their team and some more things that they need to work on. But, hey, We've been on here long enough. I want to thank the, you guys for listening and making Locked On 76 or your first listen every day. Now make your th- second listen Locked On NBA. Um, Locked On experts covering the NBA's biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And for D. I like to say goodbye for him and um, D and Keith, D and me, and that sounds crazy, D and me. <laughs> but, uh, but thank you, Keith. I appreciate it. But but yeah, but um, we'll we'll be back with you guys tomorrow to basically break down, do a little bit more deeper dive into the Sixers, Dallas Mavericks game. But have a have a great day, and peace.